is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about scheme more than hot takes. The, 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 the ones who want X's and O's and not talking heads. From the eye in the sky. This is Seattle Overload. Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Welcome to the Seattle Overload podcast, where Griffin and I are going to be delving in to the 2023 NFL Draft tweeners. We're going to explore what that means, how these defensive linemen, there's a hint, fit on the Seattle Seahawks, whether Seattle should take any of them, and, you know, how good they are. Griff, what is a tweener? Um, A tweener is someone who you don't know if they're versatile or if they're just not good at anything. Um. So it, it, the, the definition changes now because because now that they're you know a three four base scheme, um, it's harder to it's harder to accommodate the skill sets where where basically you don't know are they because because it, it's so it, in in the past it was Leo type you know the two fifty five explosive guys then you had the big end type the you know the two seventy five pound guys. And then you could get, even get two ninety-pound guys playing five technique for you. And in there are different brands of big end that they had, um, but now, like you, now it's you pretty much have to have the two ninety guys. Two eighty-five is like the cusp, right? Because you're trying to, you know, the, if you could find a two seventy-five guy in the past to be your big end, you probably would only play them at three technique, four four in a pinch. And they would just be a heavier five technique. And I don't by heavier, I don't mean literal weight. I mean like tighter to the tackle, a little more stout, but you wouldn't really ask them to operate like a de facto defensive tackle. Now, because you're a bear team and or sometimes a tight team, you're pinching down uh the front permanently now. Now that guy is like 90% of his snaps, or maybe 80, 85 of his snaps are either over or inside the tackle that guy pretty much has to be defensive tackle now so on the spectrum of big end types of which used to be again you could accommodate a wide range of players now you're closer to the defensive tackle side now so this whole this whole draft is frustrating because they can't include all of these guys um, the way that you always wanted to so they kind of have to pick and choose. Now, as you approach the second and third round, you probably don't have to worry about as much. But the first round, especially fifth overall, this guy, if he hits as in he's worthy of playing all the snaps, he needs to be the type of guy stylistically that can play all, th- all three all three downs in all of your stuff, all of your fronts. Um, that doesn't mean you don't rotate him in and out just for you know um, load management's sake. But like he needs to be a... a context proof situation proof player and all, all these guys are for how they scheme right now they were in the old scheme but they're not of what they've been doing the last two three seasons yeah so when you talk about the 275 pound type that would have been a michael bennett the 290 pound type that's a red bryant and then the the two kind of 50 pound type it well frank clark kind of I mean, Clark was at one point, he was 270 and he, he was, looked yeah. like he was going to be a super explosive version of that his first season. And they had him drop weight and then he kind of became a Leo in base and then an interior nickel rusher and then just pure Leo in 2017 and on. 
because he yeah. dropped to like 260. So, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, Daryl Taylor was kind of that. The way I see it basically is there's a lot more Leos and outside linebackers types getting on the field. Well, there's one more, and then you kind of need a bit more heavier guys in the middle if you're playing the, the nickel two four five front with with the overlook. But if you're you know if you're wanting to get back into base, there may be room for that kind of two hundred seventy five pound guy, given that Bear puts him in one on one situations. Uh, or there may be room if they're gonna in base run a five technique guy in like an under kind of look like Red Bryant used to do and Al Woods has done in the past two years there may be room for a kind of 270 pound dude who then in nickel pass rush uh, situations can can play the three tech which is what uh, Draymond Jones's role may well be this coming season even though you know he struggles against combination blocks so five tech could be up and down for that experience depending on whether teams work out how to double him in, in the run game. So the tweener is in the new defense is probably is we're talking about a, a bigger defensive lineman, but one who they're not a, they're not an outside linebacker like they're too large for that. And stylistically, they're not that. But they're not a defensive tackle. They're not a kind of big heavy three technique or nose tackle. Um, you don't want them playing inside all the time. And so I think there's still room for the scheme to accommodate that. It's just not as, uh, from 2022 at least, there's not as many fronts where there's there's room for that. But, you know, if there's a guy who they want to fit in there, you know, it could happen. I just think that the types and, are more purely, uh, the types are, are clearer, like they, they are, um, they're more in a certain... Uh, hole is less of a hybrid nature to the front that they run or ran into right right and and the other thing is say you really like a guy and say you even determine that yeah he can play inside uh like he's on the lighter side right say he's another Draymond, but if you have redundancy there and say he's good enough to merit wanting to play him a lot but 285 is still 285 even if you play above your weight do you really want two guys that are 285 on the line at the same time and you feel compelled to play them at the same time because they're so good, but that the weight difference is going to catch up to you at some point, especially against 12 personnel or teams that can just really, you know, really move bodies, you know, under center heavy teams. You know, even if, if you had Michael Bennett and Draymond Jones in there, you know, surrounding, say, Al Woods for the sake of discussion, that's still going to be too light. And as good as Michael Bennett was against the run, styles make fights right and so you're eventually eventually it's going to catch up to you you're going to get blown off the ball you know so the whole tweener type conversation is really difficult because they already have one on the roster that they want to play a lot i don't know if they can really warrant taking a guy in the first round given that because a first round player you clearly want to play a lot i just feel better about if it's a second or third round guy um, of which could still be a really high value player for you, but you don't feel pressed to put them in every situation. Um, you don't try to you don't try to make fetch happen, so to speak. So you can play them as needed, rotate them in and out because Draymond still is only going to play probably 700 snaps, maybe 800. You know, um, 
And then the other thing is, like you said, when you go to the two, four, five, hey, if this guy can actually give you some edge rush, uh, then that helps beef up. Because the whole point of the two, four, five, nickel, even over G front, all the same thing is edge rush, right? So if, if that guy can still give you edge rush and be one of the edges in that in that um, context, then he's raising the floor of the run defense of that front. And then that's where you're talking about getting the best of both wor worlds, which is the whole point is can you defend the run from a pass rush oriented front and stay in too high? Then like that's complete defense. But that's you can only do that if you have obscene talent. Um, you know, so like even the 49ers, when they're when they come out and they're nickel even front one, they're they're a little, little bit more beef on the edge. But those guys can still rush the passer like Nick Bosa's 265. Nwosu's 250, 255, right? But they spin that safety down a lot. They run a lot of fire zones. So they're playing gapped out. So at least it's easier to, to marry the run and pass for them defensively. So these are all the factors. I mean, we're going to get into the players. Um, but I just, yeah, it's I don't know if, if, if they need to try to force a pick with the exception of Tyree, if they really like Tyree, because he's really more, he's really more on the, pure edge side of things yeah and he's you so, know, 271 pounds he is that bi big big guy more a, he's but more he's, of a big leo yeah if you if to use the old scheme for reference he's a big leo more than he is a small big end if that makes sense yes and you know we've spoke about him in a previous podcast you'll be able to find that very easily where you know we we like what he can bring but he is that uh in the system he'd be he'd play outside linebacker and then you'd have like how carlos dunlap and there's similarities between the two like how carlos dunlap was a big leo and Pete carroll's way of kind of phrasing the leo thing was always well okay the leo can be this or that but ultimately he's your best pass rusher right um and, and yeah. so that was what dunlap was and what you'd get with Wilson if, you know, being a big outside linebacker in the new system is the same as what you had with Carlos Dunlap in that there is a difficulty in them dropping into coverage. It looks awkward. It looks clunky. Okay, when Seattle did it with Dunlap, efficiency-wise, they actually performed better than I think a lot of people would uh, realize, and as you, you highlighted at the time, Griff. But you just don't want to have to do it too often. Still not, even still though, not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the scheme like requires you to do that for disguise purposes, you just wouldn't do it as often as you would with both Nuosu and a Daryl Taylor, for instance, or a 35 year old Bruce Servant out there. They're both more able to drop. They're both more agile. Like, don't get me wrong. As we said at the time, Tyree Wilson has very impressive movement skills for his body composition, for his size. He can redirect very well coming downhill and without losing too much speed. But just in coverage, he, it's just clunky. Like he, he lacks the agility of a smaller guy. He also has a higher center of gravity. You know, he's tall, he's big. It's just not a thing. But he is still a big outside linebacker, not a tweener type. He could become a guy who can work inside, possibly. But really, it doesn't look like his game. And, and the technique is just not there. And honestly, he kind of needs to refine the outside linebacker stuff to accent his strengths currently now before, in my opinion, he can really start honing in on anything inside. Like there's there's a lot to clean up technique-wise playing on, on the edge anyway. So while I wouldn't be adverse to the pick, it would not necessarily exclude Seattle from drafting one of the other tweeners in this class, even with what we've said about how their scheme perhaps is less... Uh, accommodating of that, uh, spe 
especially if they run more of the two four five again and the over G and all, all that stuff. But this draft has a number of tweeners or tweener types, like uh, kind of speaks to how college football's gone with the kind of three four um, elements in college football: uh, mint fronts, uh, tight fronts, uh, just playing for three down, even like the you know Iowa State kind of thing, three three five looks what Kansas State did, TCU did. Um, the basically guys who can play one and a half gaps along, but uh, they or or, or they or they're just big on the edge to basically help you cheat math, get guys in coverage, uh, with the game getting spread out, uh, be able to cover down in other situations. And so this draft, like actually, you know, there's an argument you can make that the tweener types are actually more exciting than the outside linebacker class. And maybe we fall on the side that neither is that exciting, <laughs> but, yeah. but for now, the, the guy who grasps all of the attention, I was Lucas Van Ness. Now he was known about because his bull rush pops off the tape. He, when he connects and he gets into a tackle and the tackle hasn't got hands on first, and maybe he's not quite ready for it. He gets absolute powerful bull brush. Like he's dominant. He looks like elite play strength. And then, you know, he was on the radar because of that. But then at the NFL Combine, he tested like an absolute maniac. Uh, 6'5", 272 pounds of 34-inch long arms, and an 81 and 3 quarter inch wingspan. He ran a 458 40-yard uh, dash, a with a 1.57 seconds 10-yard split, jumped 31 inches vertically, 9 foot 2 inches in the broad, which is fine, but then a 7.02 seconds 3-cone and 17 reps on the bench press. But that agility testing with the crazy 40 and 10-yard split and, you know, size, arm length is just nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Van Ness's tape, Griff, we're not as we we weren't as enamored with. He he has a great foundation in that he's you know leverage oriented. Um, he has good technique the run game. Um, but as a pass rusher, I mean, he's just not he's raw. He's not very developed. Obviously, he has a great bull rush. The bull rush is real. The power is real. He doesn't have balance issues in bull, when bull rushing. Um, it's just that because that's the only thing he has, really good tackles and guards will like trap him and like knock his arm down, maybe knock him off balance. But um, it's not like Collier where Collier had an inherent balance issue. Like like um, Van Ness has, he has good leverage and he can kind of, you know, um, a, a keep his center of gravity and stuff. So he has a more of a foundation. Um he kind of has a snatch move. He uh, kind of a snatch rip thing. I feel like, you know, with his arm length, he could easily add in some, you know, complimentary moves off of the bull rush. I think he should always, like the bull rush will always be foundational to his game. Um, it's just, he's a huge question mark as a pass rusher. And I understand like defensive line is the position group to go for traits. If you're going to go for traits with anyone, um, at least, go for traits early uh whereas maybe other positions you you 
kind of wait for the traits of guys that aren't very developed. You wait for day two, day three, right? But with defensive line, you know, if they show anything, that's where you can do it. It's just, I feel like with their needs, it would be like forcing a pick with him. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll dive into the tape here. There's still plenty of things to like. Is this the uh, Indiana game? This is Ohio State. Uh, and okay. I think it's worth looking at this because th- this is the sort of game where, you know, you talk about how tackles knock his arm down and that the best, like I, Ohio State, they have, um, I'm completely blanking on the name. Anton Harrison, is that, is that his name? No, that's the Oklahoma guy, isn't it? Paris Johnson. Uh, and and uh, Dewan Jones. And those are like yeah. two guys who are going to get drafted this year. Possibly not as first-round picks, but like they're like legit tackle prospects. And Van Ness had some difficulties with them. And honestly, this was the game where I was like, I'm kind of out on him. So you can see him here on the left edge against Dewan Jones. And it just shows the limitations to his rush plan, uh, you know, and, and also just when guys get hands on him, he's not, it's not well, as a... The, uh, the movement skills aren't there to like work outside. There, there are big clunky guys like him that are explosive and stuff and they have like the grace and coordination to make a living out there. And he's just not there yet. Like he, if he can't set up with a bull rush, he pretty much has no no life on the edge as a pass rusher. That, that was something that I saw watching all of his games. Like he's got, he's got no bag out there, you know, like, and, and he doesn't even kind of have like the foundational, like footwork to where if he develops some moves, like he could blossom pretty quickly. Like you kind of have to start from the ground up with him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's, here's an example of his bull rush actually working because he gets the hands on first, right down the, the he takes the chest of the tackle uh, and you can see like the raw power and you know what what that is you also see the lower body agility here and the way like his hips you know are just uh excellent le- pad level and, and that sort of thing it's just i actually was really impressed with how um it's paris johnson right i was really impressed with how he uh recovered sort of in this game came back to it and ultimately won um also, he played yeah. a fair bit inside, which again, uh, like against Michigan, for instance, I was like, oh, this is interesting because this is a guy who's playing in the kind of two-eye looks for Se- which Seattle ran last year and, and at 3-Tech right. and not getting knocked over. But then, you know, against the actual uh, offensive line, which was doing bits, he really struggled, get, you know, got chipped out of there on combos and stuff, which like, not necessarily a surprise. I just... um you know, I, I thought maybe the Michigan of the Michigan game and the Indiana games that he'd be able to do a bit more inside, and then it sort I sort of realized no, he he is two hundred and seventy two pounds still. Like he's he's more of like a, and and then that's where you get into the kind of scheme fit thing of like, you know, what's he actually going to be in Seattle? Like, right. So it's it's first and ten base personnel. Like, where is he playing? Can you put him? Can he be a three tech? First and ten bear three four. Yeah, like I don't think so. Like I, I, I really don't think so. Um if, even so, here, this is not a good one on one edge threat. So it, it's really easy to see like in the two four five, whether I mean could because the edges aren't dropping, it can be he can put his hand on the dirt if he's more comfortable, it doesn't matter, right? Um 
is is he pretty clearly would beef up the run defense if he's an edge there, right? And then if it's like say second and medium or even first and 10, 11 personnel shotgun, you probably put him on the edge a little bit. Cause again, like you know, maybe Clint Hurt thinks he can he can help him develop counters and move off of his bull rush so he can give you edge rush and give you run defense. And then like second and 12, he's playing three technique in that front, right? Try to yep. give you some interior rush. And then third and long, you know, third and medium, he's playing three technique, right? But it's the real question is like, you cannot take him in the first round at all. Not even at five, but not e- or forget about five, but not even at 20. If you don't think he can't be a base player in your base defense, you don't take a guy first in the first round without him being fitting into everything that you do, right? Um, now, granted, LJ Collier, who, I mean, he ended up playing okay in 2020 as a run defender, and they played bear that year. Now, there's some reps that you can find where against uh, combination blocks, I mean, he's getting moved, like the How front side of power. Collier? I think he got up to 290. Yeah, he was, he was big. Yeah, and, but uh, isn't uh, yeah. Uh, what well, is, the thing with Van what, what is, is his he weight is young. He's two. He was two hundred seventy-one at the combine. He got up to two seventy-one, two seventy-two. The thing, the thing is, like he, and... you know, he turns he turns twenty-two in the the sixth month. That's June. Um, and uh, I mean, the, uh, the upside's there. Like, don't, don't get us wrong. Like, if you if you look at this rep, he gets jump set. It doesn't go well initially, but again, you can see the way he's able to corner like there's 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 glimpses at every so often of what his agility would allow to do uh sorry the playback's slightly choppy i don't know it's never done that before <laughs> Man, 270 get out of here it might be a no for me dog i don't know if i can do this uh if okay again if they were playing the old scheme where they were playing a 4-3 over and under and they only reduced when they needed to sure take him at 20 if if they are obsessed with him right but he's just not a scheme fit, man. He's he's not versatile. He's a tweener. That's the problem. It's like the it's it's uh the question, the operative question is is this guy versatile or is he a tweener? Is does he have multiple positions or is he positionless? And he might be positionless for what they are right now. Again, that doesn't mean that they think, well, he can carry 285 just fine. We'll have him eat some cheeseburgers and then he can go beam uh, lots of things for us. And sure, if if that's the plan, if they talk to him during the pre-draft process like how do you think you can handle all this you know like he's strong as hell like his strength to weight ratio is insane right it's just 270 still 270 right like he might play like a 280 pound guy at 270 great but the 285 guys that make it work play like 300 pounders right like michael bennett at 280 played like he was 290 draymond at 285 plays like something north of pushing 300 right that's how they make it work but yeah, I found this. This I don't is know. like an illustrative rep. Like he's playing so hard for knockback here that like a crease develops, which again, you know, maybe your nip, you know, maybe it's slightly nitpicky, but it's just an example of how, you know, this is like losing a rep to a a, a tight end, and yeah, don't know how bad. they're tr- that the fit wise they're not in that good a situation. But like he'll think, have to play on the edges of run defender. I think he's excited because he's thinking. But he's thinking backside, outside zone, or mid zone. But the cutback is this is mid zone, isn't it? It's not even. Well, it's, it's I don't know how split that is with the receiver going back, but yeah, mid zone, yeah. 
And so it's into the boundary. He should be thinking cut back, honestly, because that's why I, f- I think I think that's why mid zone is so common because you're running in. You, you have less space to the boundary, obviously. So if you speed up the cutback rule, the cutback read, then you, you're running into more space. So I don't know. Maybe I that's found- just it. You know, he's obviously got athleticism, like here to get up this quickly when I remember he's that on yeah. the ground and get to the quarterback coming up from the pocket. Like CJ Stroud here thinks he's got a wide open lane, does not expect him to get up this quickly. Um, I mean, he, 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 oh, I was looking at the wrong player shoe. Oh, yeah, that's a nice rep from 13. Yeah, I was going to say it's like eight, nine. I was like, if that was him, like there's some, like, then there's know, a different traits, move. But, yeah. A little, what do you call that? Like a, a, a ghost, but like a, a double dip? It's just like an inside chop dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. so fun. I, dude, Iowa has like six of these guys. Yep. Uh, you could just change the number, and and uh, obviously there's slight stylistic differences. But, I, I do um, like uh, Logan Lee as kind of like a... Uh, 83. Yeah, no, 85. 85, that's it. He's yeah. a good run defender. He's kind of like on the, you know, Brandon Jackson, David King... Marcus Dobbs type thing. Here's another kind of rough rep uh, versus chip double. And this is the stuff in the league that they will expect him to play against, by the way. He'll have to play. Yeah, this is, this is garbage. And he's power stepping too. And what are his hands even doing here? That's the thing. His hand placement's like, for a guy whose ball rush is his main thing, his hand placement in certain situations isn't. So, so and, and again, l- like, technique, has... technique can be taught up for draft prospects, right? Like, Absolutely. But, but, but so... Like he he has no feel for his pressure key here. Is no, the other he thing. Know what he's doing. So the, the pressure key being the guard. Well, no, 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 the no, tackle. no, no, yeah. no, no. The tackle. Sorry, he just has. Yeah, that's the thing. He's not as. I don't know what the word is. I feel like it's more of an experience thing. I'm not going to say cerebral, but he doesn't understand blocking schemes, and that's why he's probably not a starter. That's why he didn't start for them. He's high effort, high motor. Traits like guy. The hand placement here as well, just off. Really wide. That that is a good power step though, and very good power he, step. And that he knows to get f- flat because he's not mirror stepping. It almost looks like a mirror step, but he understands the situation. Mm-hmm. He knows it's like inside zone indicators. Yeah, good pad level. Um, yeah, it's like basically duo, isn't it that they get? Or um, or it's duo. Is that but, yeah, it's duo. Very well, tight zone. That's short no, Okay. Either way. Um either way. Um it's it's him understanding that it's a downhill a gap run, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um and then th- this is like I just want to show how Paris Johnson uh kind of just won eventually against him. Uh so and sort of the examples of why he's going to come into difficulties in the league, like it will be a work in progress with him. So here he is on, on this edge, uh, the left edge. And like, <laughs> I think he's, he's just great feet from Johnson coming out, getting hands on him first. Uh, and he, he's playing like short. Now, he's playing short, I guess, because he's trying to get the ball rush unlocked, but he never unlocks it. And then he tries to win to the inside as a recovery, but, like, Johnson Square, like, he just dominates him. 
Yeah. And I think this is realistically what a lot of his NFL uh, reps look like, you know? Yep. Um, like, there's there's not much wider you can align here in terms of trying to build up speed to, to get power. Um, now, he he does get the, uh, the Trevon Walker comp. The pass rusher, I get that, because the traits are very similar and... And like being raw and stuff is like he's like equally raw as a pass rusher as Trevon. But as a run defender, Trevon's floor is way higher. Mm-hmm. And Trevon was a early down player. So to yep. me, like he's just not even a first rounder to me, but people are talking about him in the top 10. That's just absurd to me, which many people are. I just don't see it. Maybe it's because it, it speaks to like, you know, how, uh, how talentless the, the edge class is overall but like you said like they're actually this is a good like tweener or or rather big big edge like classic four three end draft it's not a bad one it's pretty solid there it's just it feels like there's a lot of talent there because of the guys that are really easy fits for the seahawks and a lot of teams now that they're a lot of teams are bear teams now these guys aren't the easiest of fits so yeah let's let's Find him. There's another good rush here against. Um, I think this is him bull rushing a guard. How did that happen? Uh, oh yeah, here. Now, this is you know un- the guard doesn't expect him to to strike him down the neck like this. He's thinking he he's uh, gonna have a kick out kind of style block on the the way they're full sliding their protection. Still, like you know, when he's first to the chest. There's the power there, and this is almost like a, a a wrong arm way of doing it, right? Almost denting the block on a on a full yeah. side. Yeah, I mean, and it goes to show if if you can catch a guy off there, if you catch a guy high, he will absolutely walk you into the quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he also he he's got um, some reps where it's even like slow building power, like he's not firing off. He'll he'll like engage and then Little and then start up. and then start driving his feet and then walk them back. Like he doesn't just need to convert the power. He can he can tap into his power, you know, out of at any point, you know, if he's got the angle for it. So um, absolutely. Okay, and then final clip. Um, <laughs> here we go. Playing as the on the right side or the left for us. Like I don't like again, the running back is lower than him and and so there is not the I feel like I feel like what this does is it shows that he's kind of an awkward mover in space. Despite the weird three cone the the three cone being so elite. Um, tape over testing, you know. Yeah. And again, an awkward mover in space, like a guy who's looking to kind of play straight, and is almost like it looks. It, everything looks clunky. Um, that no, is I, not an outside linebacker. That's not a guy who can play outside linebacker for Seattle. And we've already right. said how he can't play inside. Yeah. But like in terms of the fit, like it's highly questionable, especially for where he's supposedly going to go. Which, like, I, I still don't really understand. I mean, also um, though, cre- I mean, cre- credit to that running back though. That's a that's a Travis great. Homer, 
caliber awesome. right there. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, finish. Um, but yeah, that's that's Lucas Van Ness. So we we wouldn't really take him. Um, not for the Seahawks anyway. I no, and I said for... I don't understand it. I understand it. It's just I wouldn't personally be. All right, but he... what, how you you just got to bet on the traits and and coach him up and I, but I, like I guess if you're the 49ers, say. Sure. Know, that that's the sort of pick you'd make if they had a pick in the first round or the second round. Right. Is that kind of defense? Um Yeah, so like he you know, he could contri- he could contribute for Seattle in in the 245, right? Like come off the bench, be a like a dude who can mm-hmm. add a different style of rush. It's just contribution wise that it just limits what you're able to do right okay next up the old man but the good man keon white from georgia tech white is a six-year senior that means he turns 25 years old in january he is currently he's one of the few people who are who are like us was born in the 90s let's go but um (laughs) Yeah, he went to Georgia Tech for his senior year. Before that, he was involved Dominion. Testing wise, he is basically six foot five, one eighth of an inch smaller than that. Two hundred eighty-five pounds, thirty-four inch long arms, uh, eighty inch wingspan. Jumped thirty-four inches vertically, nine foot nine in the broad, and a, a thirty reps on the bench press. At his pro day, he ran a. Four seven six seconds forty yard dash with a one point six nine seconds ten yard split. Those are uh, impressive, impressive numbers for for his kind of bo- body size. Like he is a legit, you know, two hundred eighty five pounds, which I think, Drift, you think it's something that's being forgotten in this process. Yeah. Um, again, like a lot of these guys, they're they have their college weight listed, and then. You know what they run at the combine like a lot of them are dropping weight like Karloff just last year was supposedly 280 275 maybe and then he ran at like 260 at the combine so he's in a totally different weight class now and he, he's just a bigger edge you know he's a legit edge just on the bigger side keon is a legit 285 pounds and he's a 285 pounds that can actually rush the edge he can actually bend the edge power the edge and then because he's 285, I think there's some viability there to pinch down and actually be, you know, a relatively high snap through technique um, in a five-man front. Like you wouldn't want him playing there on the inside on, in like a two, four, five, or even like, you know, the the old, you know, uh, under over scheme, even, even though the Sam's on the line of scrimmage, you'd rather have him be a legit five technique than on the three technique side, right? Um but like in a five-man front where you've got two, three techniques, he, where which you know alleviates the frequency of doubles, right? Or if there is a double, they don't stay on as long. I think he can play inside there. Uh, he does have a tendency to get high at times with his pad level. Again, he is 6'5", but I don't think that's a lack of flexibility. I think that only really shows up. And we have some examples, but I think that mostly only shows up when he's two-gapping. He'll have to do some of that you know, when they have him play 4i and 4 um but um i think as a three technique where he's power stepping one gapping i think i don't think there's a a leverage problem um he might be high but he's establishing leverage often enough um 
I think he can be a complete player. I mean, really, essentially, his usage would be very similar to Draymond, except that when you go to the two four five, he can actually be one of the guys that can bend the edge for you, which is important because then that means he's helping you defend the run in that front and you improve. So he'd be like opposite Nwosu in those contexts, right? So um, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot here. The main drawback with him is that the dude is going to be 25 years old next January. That's that probably drops him a full 30, 32 spots in the draft of where he would go otherwise. Yeah, immediately, like, looking at the Georgia game and, and kind of the level of competition um, is, is insightful. Like, okay, probably your best players aren't going to come against Georgia, and Georgia Tech really struggled in this game, like most teams against Georgia. But, like, here, here he is at the top of the screen. You can just see, like, the get-off for a guy his size and, like, the first step. And okay, at the bottom of the screen, they're running a game, so they're not quite as fast off the ball. But like, he surprises the left tackle out, out here early in the game. Like, you know, this, and, and it is like the ball coming out quickly. Yeah. It, but, and um, like, I, I wouldn't call this a win, but he's still, it, it shows the traits that he's actually getting at the top of the arc about nine, 10 yards. And he has the movement skills to kind of, you know, crank around, like, not. Ideally, he'd win the edge at, you know, six, seven yards and then crank around at eight or nine instead of nine or 10, nine, 10, 11. But it's just, this is 285 doing what he's doing right there. It's, again, it's not an impressive rep, but it's an informative rep. And it, and it show, and those same traits show up in his better reps later on um, in this game and then also in other games of the season. So, absolutely. Um, and the other thing about him is he's he's able to contribute on a variety of downs. So here he's playing on the right edge, and this is a play action win, I'd say, towards the end. His fate, the thing which really stands out about him is his, he loves to be able to, he can dip like in his upper body. Right. He has like he's upper flexible. Body flexibility to do that, which he's like flexible again, and coordinated. not typical. Um, this is like a, you know, Actions. He's playing run first. He, you know, gets his hands on and 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 you know, there's there's drive. Like, look at him getting constant steps into the backfield, like connecting into the turf, and then the dip to to get free eventually. Like, constantly fighting. Um, I mean, that's that's coordination and flexibility that the last guy that we just watched doesn't have. Straight right. up, doesn't have it. You know, and he he's 15 pounds lighter than. I mean, maybe he played at 275, 280, but Keon is actually 285 here, a real 285. Yeah, and, you and know, get, maybe Stetson Bennett's able to hang in his pocket a tiny bit longer and if, I mean, if he doesn't win like this, you know? Right, right. And not the most impressive rep. That's against a good left tackle and, and traits are on display. So. Yeah, um, again, talking sort of movement skills, here he is on the left of our picture, charging it inside zone away and, and then redirecting to the quarterback. Like, there is not much speed lost here. These are big steps, well-measured steps um, towards this this play, which, like, okay, it's, it's not like a bend, but it's, you know, redirection, um, big steps and awareness, like. Right. Um, that point as well like obviously he is big so there is and 34 inch arms then they're not a joke like there is length to to make plays as well so 
Um, here we go. He's on the right of our picture here. Um, and that's a super impressive one-arm tackle, uh, squeezing down the line of scrimmage. Because um, <laughs> he's the C-gap player. Like, he's not even two-gapping. He just is able to just work his way in. Yep, bigger. Like, like really, this should be the number two linebacker off the ball play up in that uh, B-gap. But he he's able to kind of just take air out of stuff. Right. And that um, is huge if you can envision that in the nickel over front, especially right. if you put him to the bubble with the nose to the two eye side. You can cheat the numbers just because he has the length and movement skills and play strength to just be able to work into that other gap, even though he's not technically two gapping. You're just kind of BSing it. You're just making plays. You're being a playmaker. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and like like this play is moving away from him. It's crazy that he gains a gap on a play moving away from him. Yep, uh, here he is on the left. Um, again, kind of ga gaining stuff on on plays away. Like he should not be able to cross face like this. Um, reads the blocking scheme. Take you know this is canceling gaps. Um, Impressive to to recognize this along with the ability to, to to get involved. I mean, I feel like the 49ers are going to end up taking him and just use him in all the ideal ways you'd use him in a 40 front, you know? Yeah, because what we're talking about here as well, like where, whatever Seattle does and, and possibly this is done, this pick is done at 20. Maybe it's done slightly later, you know, 37 is an option. It may be even later still. But we're talking about someone who not, isn't necessarily going to be a starter or, you know, play the most snaps. But, you know, what are they going to contribute, like, day one? How are they going to get on the field? And, like, why – there's a number of ways White can get on the field. Like, he can yeah. bring a different style of pass rush. He can bring run defense. Um, now, all of this is from the defensive end spot. We do have examples inside as well where – because he's a taller type, Griff, uh, the pad level does – it's like slightly a challenge for him, right? But like he's able to be okay one on one. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so here is a. Oh, and and also as a, as a rusher, there was ability to. Um, there's moves and there's there's a pass rush plan. I think there's there's semblance of that, which again, like for an older prospect, maybe you'd expect that. But like you know, it's it's obvious that he's trying to put stuff together again against a good tackle. Um, I mean, this, this is like very exciting. If the ball doesn't come out here, this 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 is like put this on the highlight tape, you know? Yeah, I mean, like the he's got the 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 first step and then like a stutter move, and the then balance. so the, when the tackle engages him, that left tackle fifty nine is used to that Winning. contact that he makes is kills it, like rides off a lot of guys. Yeah, Keon's look path is sustained. Yeah, and look where he 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 gets his arm his arm into the tackle, um, and and the tackles end up grasping his helmet. <laughs> he thinks he's getting yeah. chest. He's like, oh, crap. Yeah. And that then he, well. and then he kind of loses his balance at the end. But that's a that's a big boy he's dealing with. He regains it, which is as impressive though. The fact Feet that he col collects himself like that is crazy. And yep. then he kind of kind of corks it back in uh at the top of the rush so again that's 285 pounds moving like that 
He doesn't yeah. look 285 because he's 6'5". Look pretty, it looks nice from the sideline angle as well. Yeah, so it's just he he's an actual threat on the edge, and that's really exciting because then that means the 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 uh, flexibility with how you can use him, and then what that means for how flexible you can be with your fronts, what fronts you use, and when. It's like, well, we need edge rush now. It's like, well, you know, Keon can be Keon can be on the edge, and like, oh, we got to pinch it down. Well, Keon can you know play three technique. You know what I mean? So, yep. Um, and also, you know, he, he's a really fast guy for, again, for his size and we've sort of shown that already, but this is a good example of, okay, you don't want him probably to drop into coverage too much. And there he's in serious run pass conflict here at the top of the screen as the right kind of outside linebacker type. Um, but what I want to focus on more is his recovery to this running back. So, like, right now he's not aware, and this is a tricky concept because the running back starts as the tailback. This is a beater. Uh, Georgia knew they were getting this look. But look look at his – right, he's, this guy's had a full head of steam. He's got, like, seven yards – well, he started off here, like, eight yards on him. But he's able to, like, catch up. Um, <laughs> and, and if he doesn't – his playing of the ball is poor. If he trusted himself and, and, and took a few extra steps, maybe he breaks this up or plays through the hands a bit more. But like, that is not a slow dude. Like, yeah. Um, I'd be interested in in what, uh, you know, how fast that running back is. But, like, and he does have to adjust back to the ball. But, you know, this is a guy who can, who can move um, for, for his size. Uh you know what? What did I say that he tested? Um, a four seven six forty with a one point six nine ten yard split. So like not the not, not the best numbers, but it's not slow. And like the tape stuff is is not uh yeah not not to be sniffed at. Um, it's not too choppy, is it? The playback. No, that seems fine. Okay, good. Um, and then here's an example on the inside. Where we talk about we talked about his pad level getting a bit high. Here he is, the um, four eye technique, uh, left four eye. He, he will just get high. Um, and, and again, this is a good offensive line, but um, is he almost? It's not just that he's high in the upper body. It's more that his legs are so Look long that hips, getting them yeah. up and down means it take it takes longer to get them up and down. So like here. I almost feel step. like his his lateral step, his move step lack power, right? Yeah. Like he, he can't yeah. I feel like, like look how high his butt is here. Right. I feel like for him to get lower, he'd have to take a wider mirror step so that his naturally there'd be more bend at the knee of like the yeah. the the play side knee, but then um and you get shoved out. But then the problem then is that that it takes longer to then get up, get the foot up and down. And I, I just I don't know. I with maybe technique improvement, he can get there. But I just it's really not there as a four four eye mere stepping two gapping. Yeah, you you more want there. him attacking uh as like a on the outside shoulder of a dude, right? Taking that six inch step and hopefully being one on one, so you yeah. can just knock someone back, right? Right, which he has the traits for. And I think he yeah. has the traits and weight to do that routinely. It's just he has to find himself in the in the right position for it. Yeah, Georgia's defense is um one of those where uh sorry, Georgia Tech's defense, one of those where they 
they play a lot of two four eye looks. Now, it remains to be seen what on earth Seattle was doing on their front this year because they have one player over three hundred pounds still. Draymond Jones's addition kind of hints at well. At this point, I don't know what it hints at, but in, like what we'd like it to hint at is that there, you know, he'll be like the 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 kind of big end type. So he'll play some five tech. He'll play in underlooks. He'll play some three tech in bear, and then maybe he'll to play a touch of four eye. Um, and then he'll play uh, be a rush three tech, uh, but maybe a bigger kind of end in the two four five over G look where he can play to that B-gap bubble, to the two-eye-nose tackle that Griff spoke about. So, the, you know, that Draymond Jones role is really the same kind of role that Keon White would occupy, just White slightly bigger, so, uh, and just very different. Like, they're just, but, like, it would be cool to see, uh, I, th- I think their skill sets would complement each other really well. And if that's the kind of, if, you know, that's an important role, asking a lot of Draymond Jones. And yeah, they paid him good money to do that. But having like another option on the roster able to do that. And Miles Adams is like a very kind of light alternative to that, right? Like, you know, he could do that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, he's one of the few guys on the roster, so it's easy to name him. But like, he's that kind of body composition in, in, in the, that kind of suits him. Definitely suits him better than asking him to play nose tackle. Um, but yeah, uh, so Keon White, super exciting. I think like, again, not the, not the most, um, not, not the most astonishing podcast in that we, we're both like agreeing on a player again <laughs> and we're seeing yeah. the same kind of vision. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the age What's... is, the age is the thing. And so, like, maybe so... this is what a 25 year old who has this kind of body type should look like but like it's right cool. right so w- given that what's the earliest you would take him then Ir- irrespective of who you took in front of him you know which which might cancel out the necessity for it but what's the earliest you take him in a quote-unquote vacuum uh 50s too high you think 50 is too high? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So basically with your fourth pick is really when you'd start to consider it. Yeah. Like maybe you trade down. It, like the It's ideal, right? But like maybe you trade down from 20 to like 29 and then you pick up like a third rounder and then that's Keon White. Because do you think the league's going to really drive him down their board because of the age? I don't know either. Looking at Michael Clemens last year, who had maybe almost not quite as impressive a tape as to me as Keon White. Different. Clement, yeah, the different players. But Clemens still had some good tape. He was the exact same age. He's 25 right now. He actually had some good games for New York um, this past year. So he was a fourth-round pick. And also, Keon White is supposedly interviewing really well, too. So you don't know how much teams. Yeah, bring. and it, like, don't don't get it wrong. It, it sucks for him. Like the reason that he's this old isn't necessarily his fault. Like, like uh, fault. That's a. But like, old well, Dominion he's had a essentially bizarre can- college career. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, so old Dominion cancelled their um, their college season in 2020 due to the um pandemic. So he entered the transfer portal. Um. 
uh, and then signed with Georgia Tech after that season. Then he got injured playing basketball, which maybe that explains the coordination. Okay. Yeah, for real. But um, then, so you've got COVID, then you've got injury, and that doesn't even mention the fact that he started off at Old Dominion as a tight end. He wasn't even playing defensive line till his second year. Yeah, yeah, came out. So he's had a end. so he's had a very bizarre college career, and that it's all those things contribute to why he's uh, twenty four now. His junior year, t- I watched a couple of games, and all the same traits are there. He just maybe didn't quite put it all together, but he's level still, of competition. Um, level of competition. Yeah. Um, and like, how anyway. did he look at the senior bowl? Because not to put you on the spot, but you were the D line guy, and you didn't like rave about this guy called Keon White. Yeah. Um, you're right. I I didn't really recall him as much. Um, I I I went back and watched it, and he um had the same kind of things like he was very good at edge setting had a great anchor you know that's that shows up um in the pass rush stuff like it's very limited opportunities like you get one or two reps but like you know he showed he could run around the edge um but then like when he moved inside the the uh, pad level was still a thing obviously um like and struggling to anchor because of that but like you could see like you know his dip his traits like they're still there it's just like if you're not watching him it might not necessarily stand out right um but yeah he he's like uh like he he feels like a a clear fit for the seahawks you agree with my kind of usage, yeah right? and, and uh, yeah and especially if if he is like a late second, early third round pick because then you don't need to worry about, you know, you play him as much as you want to as a third round pick. You're not, you know, you don't need return on investment on third third round picks or whatever. If they work, great. If they don't, whatever. You know, it's not like burning a first round pick. Um, so I mean, if you get five, if you can only get 500 snaps out of them, but they're quality 500 snaps from a third round pick, you take that every single time out of a defensive line player. So, um. Yeah. There you go. So one guy who you were you were excited about, I think, because of the glimpses and the flashes, like very early on in the process, and yeah. as a tweener, was USC's um Tuli uh Tui Polotu. Yeah, so he was of all these guys that I watched, and we're gonna you know, there, there's a bunch of names here. I mean, there's there's uh Lucas Van Ness, Keon, Tuli, uh Miles Murphy. Um, you know, um, Adi Adi, Zach Harrison, Mike Morris, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So my, my initial, my initial like exposure to them, you know, you kind of develop preliminary opinions or, you know, maybe that's a euphemism for a preconceived notion. But anyway, my initial opinion of these guys was I liked Thule the most. And then I watched all of them in depth. And then I actually didn't like Thule any less, but I liked Keon even more than I did. So I like ended up overwriting my pre-existing opinion. It was just like honest interpretation of what I was seeing. Like, Oh wow. I, I actually am undoing the guy that I wanted to like a lot, you know, um, because I, Keon is just doing things that I, I really liked again, the age thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, with, with Thule, um, I really like him as a pass rusher. I think he's a legit edge rusher. I think he's a good run defender on the edge. I think he's a really good interior pass rusher. Um, better on the inside than the outside 
relative to other inside outside rushers um the, the question though is that he kept dropping weight year to year and like he's dropped weight to the point where you can no longer talk about him as a big end he's just an edge that is big that gives you some flexibility on pass downs you can kick him in but you're he's not playing he's not defending the run from an interior gap at all yeah. in the nfl i mean he he was recruited at 290 pounds defensive tackle and he has good movement skills he has good coordination and they just had him keep dropping weight then the other thing usc has a cool scheme but like they do so many schemed movements and actions that they don't focus technique they're all movement they throw so he, everything at a wall and it doesn't seem to matter if it sticks or not they just keep throwing stuff at a wall so the players don't they don't play with technique when it comes to the run, except for like the guys that are like the a gap players maybe, but like everyone else, it's just, they don't really need them. They're not a technique team. They're, they're an, a scheme team. They're an action team. They're a movement run at the team. ball, go fast. So it's so hard, even like it, it's so hard to find out like, you know, two sixty cause he's two sixty five now, even if two sixty five can play way above the rate, which everyone's smaller is a guy who can, but you're talking like you're talking more like a heavy five really at that point e even if yeah. you can project that there still aren't reps to evaluate because they don't have them actually play the block it's so frustrating yeah uh, so like the other thing with him is he is not an athletic tester uh and on tape like there wasn't like it, he didn't look athletic right like there's there's like interesting get off there's good snap timing but there isn't like wow or or you know even like oh that's very good um he He's just average super as a, tracy as a guy so that he didn't actually test because of a right hamstring uh so i i'm wrong on that i just guess i'm just going off his get off then but like the other thing with the the testing that uh, is is that he has 32 and a quarter inch arms at the combine and then 32 and 38 inch is pro day but that like if you don't know seattle once 33 inch long arms ideally boy mafe you might point to as an exception but to kind of repeat myself on that at the senior bowl he actually did have over 33 inch long arms uh he also tested incredibly athletically so and had size Tuli is like i don't know if that's a case of the weight he had before was bad weight but he like didn't look like he was playing with bad weight right and then i don't know if it's a case of you know he is not even 21 he turns 21 next march so like you know is he still just learning what kind of body he has for football but like right now he he's a big edge who a big end who well not a big end like a big a big like a four three end who doesn't have athleticism yeah, yeah. but like I mean, some interesting you, 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 sorry but you sorry to cut you off just really quick no. but yeah you don't you don't walk into the combine and weigh in at 265 with the any other intent but to brand yourself as an edge you're broadcasting to teams like I'm an edge rusher now. Kick me in on pass downs if you want to, but I can rush it. And his best tape probably is him rushing tackles. Yeah. So it's yeah. at least as a college player, that doesn't mean he projects that way per se, although he probably does. Yeah. But and like on the few plays where he didn't get moved, like it wasn't stunting around because of the defense, like he did really struggle to anchor. But again, it's because. Some of that is also technique, but also he is light, like, you know, anchor, anchor on the inside. But, um, yeah, like, the, the few times he got a straight edge rush as well, there's, like, you know, 
nice uh, jab steps. There's rips. There's there's um, uh, turning the hips around uh, by using his outside arm as well. There's some like lower body uh, bend. There's some dipping of his upper body as well. Like yeah, the hand. You know, there's quickness. some cornering moves and and some shortening of the corner and pulling his hips around and stuff and, and through. But and like as working a, angles. But as a pass just... rusher on the inside, I think he's the closest guy in this class to Michael Bennett as an interior pass rusher, not the run defense. The but kind they of fluidity their, of it all. The fluidity, but like the way they use their feet to set up the tackle yes. to create yeah, angles for themselves. And then they, they have the reaction time, the hand quickness. Like yeah, that's what about. I, the kind of, not fluidity, how uh, synced up it is. Lower, yeah. upper body, hands, legs. Yeah, I, I see that too, but. He's just 265 and he doesn't so play the run that way. So, but like sixth round pick, fifth round pick, why not? You think he's dropping to day three? Well, like what are we talking about here? This this guy is short armed. He, um, okay, okay, okay. He, actually, you, you, you know, you... I'm 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 wilding out here because he, okay, he had 13.5 sacks and 22 tackles for loss. So, in okay, we, we got it, we got it. So, the grapevine, right. I'll just say this. I'll give you a little Seattle Overload exclusive. Oh, there are some I agents. Play the siren. There are some agents that are talking about him in the twenties. Okay, maybe I now, need to watch more then. But like, I, I, and I that's watched, not his agent. That's other agents. I watched Tulane, where USC had a tough game. I watched Stanford and I watched UCLA, and like, I loved what I saw in terms of like him as a rusher but like all his sacks are like fake brother mainly from what i saw brother, like you got to watch the good games okay no, it's good that you watch the games because i should watch those games because it would temper me right they're all like you... they're all text stunts uh, what what are these you good need games? to watch 13.5 sacks i did not realize you gotta watch utah <laughs> notre dame both utah games and notre dame and wazoo i need i need the all 22 the the old yeah i see i watched them on youtube that's the thing because i didn't have all 22 on him compared to the other guys oh well you didn't tell me you watched uh just bomb production <laughs> i put it in the no i had the the whole cut up i put it in the file man okay we we, we gotta have we so gotta so you're our, where, uh, where we, are you we, taking we, him you're, we, you're we, taking we gotta, him if if they're running the old scheme i'd take him ah but they're not brother 20s. and this is the thing this is the thing this is why, what did I say? I don't know what I said, but what I think I said was <laughs> for Seattle, I'd take him in the fifth, sixth round because he's not him, a scheme fit. I, I'd take him at 50 if they were really wanting a pass 50? rusher and he was the best one available. Yeah. 50? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, I guess now, I'll, but I'll the, watch the, the, that, that's That's only if the draft isn't falling well. And they absolutely need a guy, and he's the only like the best one left. I would take him at fifty. Right. Otherwise, if if, yeah. if they yeah. if 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 they got a guy in front of him stand on it. that they really like, like say even if they took Mozzie Smith at twenty, for example, and then say they took, then I would if Thule was there in the third, I'd take him. But I wouldn't feel pressed to take him the second round at all if you already got a guy you like. If if you go get Carter, Tyree Wilson. Will Anderson or maybe even Mozzie, I would not feel compelled to take him at all. I'd rather take a guy that's more of a scheme fit. But if he's there in the third round, then who cares? Sure, why not? I like how he has short steps, like he has short, little, stuttery little steps, quick steps. Little... That, that's that's what lets him like that's Lose his game. Speed. 
<laughs> like, a little, uh, like a paddle boat. Let's uh, let's watch him. You've, you've, I've got my uh, timestamps in the file uh, for the, and I have the YouTube link there. Oh, you want the YouTube you, link? If you, if you want, if you just want to hype long, it up, man. You you want to hype it up? Okay, we're gonna get. Um, this is how we get the the dreaded word, I think. But fine, we'll do it. I'll do it for you. This is this is friendship. Um, <laughs> I love this. Uh, I love this YouTube. Here we go. Um. Right. Here's Thule. You were so unenthused by this. I just, like, as a, obviously I have really long arms. Obviously, as a really long-armed guy, anyone under 33 inches with, like, the get-off, which isn't great, I'm just like, no. So, in the scheme, though, if we, as we get some examples here of him yeah. actually rushing the passer... I feel like we'd have to talk about him as honestly, as much as it pains me to say, as an outside linebacker. Well, this link is very choppy right now, so I don't know why that is. But yeah, an outside linebacker? Are you mad? Go, go to the. He, he doesn't fit inside. That's he the doesn't problem. Fit. That's the problem. He doesn't fit. This is, this okay, is but, but I know he doesn't fit. That's what they, I'm telling you. That's why he's a fifth right, round pick right, in right, Seattle. All right, all right. All right, but if they really like, see, look at that. Look, look at the hand quickness to work back inside. Planned right edge. It's it's oh, lightning my word. quick. See, here's the thing though. If computer. under the under the premise that they are obsessed with him as a pass rusher, Hold he's two sixty five. No, me, he's me, not fast, but let me try something here. There's uh there's a um. What am I saying? There's plenty of precedents for the guys on the bigger side that really aren't that good in coverage. Like we talked about already with Dunlap. Like, but let's just list them off. Joey Bosa's 270. They they drop him from time to time. You got Tom Bahali, Lamar Woodley was pushing 280 toward the end of his career in Pittsburgh. They still dropped him. Um, you got uh you got Pernell McPhee, Zadarius Smith. These guys are all 265, 275, playing outside linebacker in a three-four. It's doable. The guy just has to be a good enough pass rusher to warrant making those schematic accommodations, like tailoring, like how much you do or don't. So th that's that's where I'm at with it. Um, right. Let me try sharing it again because I think I've uh, I think I've fixed my issue. I have so much tape; it's my computer. I think was struggling. Mm. It happens. Maybe not. I don't know why the playbacks like this. Anyway, go to a uh, four thirty six. You got to show the people the truth. I didn't say there wasn't truth. Like I said, I liked him off the edge. Like he has real cornering moves, and like the the synced up nature is obvious. I don't know what to do with guys who aren't athletic. I know, I know. And he's a he's a junior, right? Like a true junior. Yeah, he's young. Hence and his age, but also like he could have he could have stayed in school, could have gone to a real defense. I don't know why it's like this. Yeah. Oh well, maybe sharing YouTube videos is not the uh, way to go here. It's not the move. Okay, if if you on. got, you, let's just revert to your clips then. My clips, my clips. This is going to be like a very long podcast. <laughs> But like you, you, this guy is clearly important. I didn't know that he was this important to you. 
He can he can rush, man. It's I didn't tragic. say he couldn't rush. He's a better edge be. rusher than Miles Murphy. I don't care. I'll say that. Crikey. Crikey. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think I disagree with that, to be fair. I'm just very unenthused by Miles Murphy. Yeah. I mean, Maybe I guess we'll talk hater, about him but... in a second, but same. It's like, it'd be nice if he could corner. <laughs> now I have to find what it would be called. What's the USC code? C A S C. Oh, that's why I'm not finding it. This is absolutely great podcasting here. If you didn't know, schools have codes. So the CA means California and the SC means uh, South California. And UCLA is C-A-L-A. So occasionally when you search for your film and you put USC in, it, it doesn't come up with what you wanted. Right. Let's watch him against Stanford. That's a nice traditional traditional program, although not anymore. They've gone disgusting. No no longer they're trying to run the spread. Um Okay, I've put here in my notes spicy edge rush, ghost move, murdering tackle. This is flash. Does that sound exciting? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that should be the title of the the YouTube upload. <laughs> ghost tackle dies with a uh, ghost. Top, yeah, ghost top tackle. Ten, top, top, top ten rare ghost ghost moves. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Here we here we go. Now the other thing is I like I don't know why but I just kept thinking forty seven was a player. Um, All right, you want a player comp though? How about Brandon Graham? How about Brandon Graham? Oh. <laughs> He's not a tackle. He's a tight end. Doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Still traits, though. Yeah. Well, Michael Bennett himself wasn't the best of testers. No, sir. He was strong as hell and coordinated as hell, and he knew how to play football. Here we go. Um... Uh, keep talking, Griff. I really hate that we call it ghost moves now. It should just be a dip move, inside dip. I guess yeah, a ghost is like... a specific type of dip where you pointedly flash hands and then try to... Okay, some interior rush. See, now, when I watched him, all of his interior wins were outside wins, so it's yep. cool that he's got a counter move because I haven't even seen this before. A, a little club swing. Yeah, look at his guard oversetting for the wide rush. Like, nope. Three-way go, man. He's got a three-way go from the inside. That's valuable. Does he have the middle? Uh, enough to where, enough to where if he drops his helmet, they'd, I don't know. Two-way go, at least. Two-way two go. go. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll compromise. Two-way go. Okay. Look at us. Okay. okay. Um, two Aries meeting in the middle. Um. It's okay. actually crazy. These notes are all just like uh, stunting, stunting. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, 
another reason why i mean he he could be another 49er for that reason like oh he speaks our language yeah i mean their defense actually reminded me of like the way they run tackle and exchange exchanges to beat zone it reminded for me like of all zone. it's like all purpose pass and run yeah, right yeah, yeah, it's yeah, annoying yeah. i hate it, here's it an works. interesting rep even though it's a draw play So his ability to transition to to get a tackle on his inside shoulder so easily. But is he short in the lower half? I think he is. Yeah, and I think it helps him though. That's Definitely. also why he has these short steps, but it helps him when he's engaging the tackle because he's always gets half man position really yep. easily. That's why he goes in and out so easily too. Yep. It, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's an outside linebacker. He's an edge rusher forced to play outside linebacker for Seattle. Also, the thing is, he might be 275 right here. So if he dropped another 10 pounds for the combine, and if he plays in the NFL, he might actually be able to be a little bit more serviceable dropping. Um, yeah, let's cope. But hey, coping keeps us in business, man. Oh, this is some some speed off the edge is showing uh, he's playing that's the uh to our left here's the edge he hits the quarterback even though the ball or the yeah even though the ball doesn't go there but shows how he can build up speed even though he's not i mean it's probably the best get off i saw from him but there you go it's a shame that we didn't have wazoo tape or you well, don't worry. He... I've got some better examples. Don't worry. We're we're spending time on uh, Tuli because clearly he he's your dude, right? Um. Yeah. He's he was guy. my dude when I thought he was two eighty, but I don't know now. Yeah, that that is a gut I punch. Still like so him. why does that why does that matter, Griff? Because I think there's something worth exploring. Because he can't play, even though we were just jostling back and forth on it i mean he can't play outside linebacker in base he's too big but then he can't play three technique and bear in base or even the nickel version because he's too small so he's a tweener unfortunately again pass downs put him wherever it doesn't matter on mixed scenarios have him play edge in the two four four two whatever ends up being you know he probably is a better run defender than daryl taylor right even if you know like that much we can say. So he definitely raises the floor as a run defender in that. Um, it's just, you can't take, I, I've, I mean, you can't take him really with the first 50, 60 picks probably if he can only play half the snaps. Mm. But but this is cool. Like This has been through contact right here. Because one, yep. he now gets to cool. his rip. He gets to his rip, but he's able to bend the rip through without having a lot of depth on the tackle. Like there's no space between them, right? Like the it's just pure transition to half man. Yeah, no air in that at all. You can't right. even see him on the screen right now. Um, but but that kind of reinforces the point of how he bends through on that. So and bend through contact is so hard to come by for guys that can really stress the edge because a lot of them they win with speed, they get depth on the tackle, and then they lose ground the longer the rep goes on. But if they get enough initial depth on the tackle, they make it work. In this case, he didn't have to get depth on him. He just laterally with his lateral quickness transitioned to a rip immediately with a pretty narrow brush path. 
and then bends that sucker in all the way at seven, eight yards. That's high quality stuff. Well, um, okay, okay. So he, here I've put um, uh, going for the goes move off the edge, dipping in the upper body, uh, and he, he is just interesting off the edge. That just is like a positive thing. Okay, so he's bumped out here. Like, look at the look. There we go. This is moves. This is the kind of sync synchronized fluidity that we're talking about. And even like in the upper body, the way he stays square to 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 not expose his outside pad, like working the angle, and then that enables him to then dip yeah. through. So that that's that's Michael Bennett rushing the edge. That's how man that manipulating like, sets, yeah. right? Yeah, it's it's manipulating sets so with feet work and then the short choppy steps and getting the toes and, and hips cranked through and like look at the hand quickness. The hands never stop. Like the reaction, like well, one of the reasons why Michael Bennett was so good was he didn't just have moves. He didn't just have heavy hands, but his hands were so quick and reactive and um, anticipatory. And that's that's Thule. Like Thule wins in tight spaces with his hands because he's his reaction time is insane. Um, so... There you go. And uh, here's an example of why he's not an outside linebacker. Long, like he he's not comfortable in space. So yeah. Um. But Maddie, so what if he's he, two seventy five here? Here he is. Imagine just look how awkward this looks. Yeah, not his bag. Not now, his bag. A lot of people would be awkward here, and he it's a fake defense where he doesn't know what he's meant to do in the situation. I imagine, but yeah, they don't have rules. They just have the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just slightly uncomfortable. Um, oh, I've put I've put next to this one clip, but this may be a clip for my coaching rather than for us. But let's see. Oh no, this is the tackle end exchange thing. Never mind. Um, see, the 49ers make a living out of that. No, I know. I, I made. Game. I did a tweet on it. Ah, uh, it makes me so mad. It's not real. Play real football. <laughs> Hey, and this is nice. V See, variation of the speed, the tempo. Tempo. Look how how sudden he is, though, man. And like that's so he good. needs a five yard dash. His five yard dash, and then and then again the uh, like composition adjusted bend. Like that's pretty. That's a fairly tight path. Like he's not drifting way upfield. I mean, he's got more bend than Miles Murphy. And now, granted, Miles Murphy in a straight line is incredibly explosive and fast. But when it's time to change direction, like Thule hasn't beat. So, look how fast his hands are, like keeping himself clean. It's insane, dude. Well, relatively clean. The initial punch doesn't land. But then he has the strength to maintain his bend path, right? He doesn't give ground on it. Yeah. Um, um, it, here's an interesting rep of uh, like, Sudden being able to turn back, yeah, foot in the ground, kind of a rough angle, though. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not the guy meant to make the play, is he? But right, oh, yeah, he is looping, but um, I don't know. I if you're just doing pass rush, he might be. I mean, he's probably one of the and spinner. I think he's one of the better pure pass rushers in the draft. I just he has odd fits in base for the Seahawks scheme right now. So you dead if you're the Seahawks, you take him in like the fifth round, right? <laughs> I, I'd think about him in the third. 
Okay, okay. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't take them the first two rounds. I'd be excited. Uh, you know, if if they did that, that'd be cool. Like, because it's just like, how are we? You know, what does that mean for the defense? And like, how how are they going to use him? And he's clearly tick their character stuff. Full rip again, getting that rip and bend through contact. Like, if they have a game where they're they feel like they want to play a lot of base under, base personnel under, then sure, have him be the five technique, right? Oh no, no, he's too small. He could play five technique. You oh, he can't. <laughs> he can't. Five technique. It's outside shoulder of the tackle. No, I don't think you don't. Can. That's not an interior player. We the, the five technique discourse has jumped the shark. You're just setting an edge. Yeah, I know. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I know. But um, he's got really short arms, and he's he two hundred and sixty pounds. He can. He, that's fine. Two sixty five can play five technique in the NFL. They can't play four technique. What, when, so he just look like this, where he just is just running, like run, run, run. <laughs> see, he he needs to be taught how to play football. Okay, yeah, that <laughs> that might help. Yeah. Okay. Um, short arm tackle as well. Look at this, short arms, almost yeah. rips his shoulder out. Yeah, great, brilliant, cool. Anyway, well, that we spent a lot of time on uh, Tuli Tui Po. Low two. And you know what? It's probably the first slight disagreement Griff and I have had, except we're agreed. I'm just training slightly differently. In the comments, I see you're saying that Tyree Wilson doesn't have, um, here we go, more get off than Tyree Wilson. I mean, that's just not true. And Tyree Wilson does have a slight false step and he is slow off the football, but his. First step, and then second and first step is absolutely rapid, and he's very big. But anyway, check out our podcast on him. Okay, we don't want tape to back up Miles Murphy, do we? Should we just should we just talk about him? Let's just dialogue about him. Yeah. Okay, so Miles Murphy to some people is the next like guy after um, Tyree Wilson. Can you believe that? Um. I mean, he's got, you know, he's got great get off. He's 270. He's got great get off. Um, he can convert to power as well as Van Ness can. Um, he's got, you know, heavy hands. The problem is that he cannot change direction for his life. Um, he's, you know, a lot of guys that aren't very, I mean, he's, there's no agile, no agility. For a lot of guys that aren't agile, they still, some of them still find ways to corner. It's because they understand angles and they know how to, breakdown sets and stuff he doesn't really have that like the jab steps rushing um with like different angles out of his stance the way he engages the tackle to shorten to shorten the set so that when it's time to bend you know he's the the, the earlier you can start the you know the the less your drift will hurt you you know like if you can corner at five yards and say you have three yards of drift you're flattening at eight yards as opposed to if you corner at seven yards you have three yards of drift you're flattening at 10 yards right Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have that. Now there are guys that are challenge as challenged as him agility wise that have been really good. Take Pernell McPhee, but Pernell McPhee was a really productive pass rusher there for a while, insanely high pressure rate. Um, now you would never take Pernell McPhee in a redraft. You still would only take him in the second round, probably, right? Even though he was like a fifth rounder. But the point is, is that you know, like he 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 just knows how to play football. Like Murphy. He does, but 
he's he doesn't show enough things for me where I'm like, I feel like he's going to waste his explosiveness because his agility is, well, his agility wastes his explosiveness and he doesn't have the technique yet or the savvy to overcome it. Um, and then as a run defense, he's a leaner dude. Like, yeah, he can set a really hard edge if he gets into you, but then he stops his feet a lot and then he just leans on you. He try if he can't snatch you, he can't play football really like when in those contexts. So you can't reduce him, even though he's 270, like in the old scheme, again, for context, he'd be a Leo and he'd be a Leo who can't bend. So he'd basically be a speed, speed to power guy. Yeah, he really struggles to redirect with stuff as well. Like he, he's just so like yeah. north south. Um, he goes just an where odd he goes, fit, man. Just an odd um, fit. And so, yeah, we should talk about the testing because, like, you know, he's he's almost six foot five, two hundred sixty eight pounds. I uh, doesn't go at the combine because of a left hamstring injury. I decided not to do the broad jump at his pro day, but that doesn't really matter because at 271 pounds with 33 and three quarter inch long arms, he ran a four, five, three seconds, 40 and a 1.59 seconds, 10 yard split. These numbers from Dame Brugler's, uh, the beast draft guide, which he does for the athletic, which is excellent. You should check it out. Those are crazy, crazy numbers. Um, just, uh, explosive. Um, and okay. A 31 inch vertical, is fine and a, a four two nine seconds short shuttle seven two one seconds three cone is not the best and you know maybe that is in you know indicative of the tape as well like what we're saying about lacking the redirection and just being a bit stiff um he doesn't really have many moves either right like it's just um the second well, effort and there's there's like raw power but there isn't necessarily like it's the, just the running there is a, a good it's a good sign though that he can win with power with like an inside stab move because yes that means his outside arm is free and then you can have, in theory he can develop knockdown moves with his outside arm um he just doesn't use them a lot which is odd uh like he has he can sustain a path with his rip because he's so strong but again the natural bend he's still gonna drift a little bit and I just don't see him winning the corner often enough. But in the spirit of like, you know, height, weight, speed, and it's defensive line, do you just bet on those things? I like, I get it. I would, yeah. but I just don't know if I get it for the Seahawks because again, like you're not going to, you can't drop him and he's no. not an interior player. So he's and, kind and of a no like man's some land. Of his, some of his inconsistencies that we're speaking about and just like, just to add to that, like, you know, there's just some really bad plays. Like, I'm not sure. Like, what? Why is that an issue? Like, is that like a not being focused thing? Is that like a still learning football thing? Is that like an effort thing? Like, I don't, I don't understand how he can. He's, you know, it's just a complete spectrum. Well, you you could argue that Clemson defensive line was probably not the best coached SEC defensive line. Um, even though they don't well they're definitely not in the sec i mean not sec acc but i you know what i right. mean the, the the better team sorry um they're like an honorary sec team but sure like a lot of them don't really seem to know what's going on a lot of the time the like, same with brazil <laughs> um okay so so griff what we should mention here is uh i can't believe i didn't mention this before Thule, had a 13% pressure rate per SIS. 
Keon White had a 13% pressure rate per SIS. Miles Murphy had a 10% pressure rate. Yep. Um, Because he doesn't have the skills to unlock all of his traits, or he doesn't have the skills to overcome his poor traits, Mm -hmm. which ends up wasting his good traits. But he's he's another case of, you know, he turned 21 uh, this past March. Can you unlock it? You know, he's that traitsy type, which again, we've seen the NFL values. And so is he a first round pick on tape? No, but is he a first round, t- t- uh, first round pick based on the flashes and then the testing? And the NFL loves stuff like former five-star high school recruit. Then probably, yeah, like he, he probably is a first round pick. But like yeah. in terms of fit on Seattle... It's just not there in terms of uh, as far as what we think the defense is going to be. And we should also protect ourselves with Seattle's defense might be like, we don't really, the vision is not clear right now. Like we know what tree Clint Hurts learned from. We know what Pete Carroll said about trying to blend things, but like the vision in terms of the rostering and like, uh, and also like what they think is the right course of action based on how they've regressed schematically last year is very uncertain, like very, very uncertain. And so in terms of the player types, as much as we sort of can talk about what system we think they're running, we don't actually know. And and that's why this draft is really important. And that's why the tweeners are important because the type of tweener that they do pick, if they decide to go that route will be very illustrative, like how the Draymond Jones signing uh, kind of gave us an idea. It'll, I think it will help us really kind of, grasp what the vision is um well, hopefully because otherwise we'll go insane um that would not be good right. or, or or more insane so uh finally um well not finally but the final few names first of all there is the testing god <laughs> uh northwestern's adatomiwa adabaware he is An absolute athletic, uh, you know, unicorn, like unbelievable, like incredible athletic gifts. Um, He, (laughs) I can't believe that. Uh, He ran a four four nine seconds forty yard dash, but with a uh, two hundred eighty two pounds, basically, you know, six foot one and a half, uh, two hundred thirty three and seven inch long arms. That four four nine seconds forty featured a one point five five seconds ten yard split. And then also a crazy 37 and a half inch vertical, 10 foot five inch broad. And his pro day, by the way, he had a 7.13 seconds, three cone and four to six seconds short shuttle, which at uh, 282 pounds is impressive as hell. So yeah, he testing wise is crazy. The senior bowl, he showed some exciting, like raw, like he just looks like a, a lit firework, like, like ready to explode. There's so much, it's clear he's athletic as hell. Like before he tested, I was saying at the senior bowl, we said about heavy hands, but like that power he had when he was the, the three tech and he ends up on the center in the rush spacing and he just bullies him, gets knocks the center back. Like there's real stuff there. And the one-on-ones where he's just going at someone, you're like, this guy looks like incredibly twitched up and just, wow. Like this, if this can be harnessed. And he's, he's high effort too, like high motor, high effort. And you know, traits and effort can pan out often, you know, at least be a viable player. Mm. 
the problem is uh, the, the the that effort um, and those traits did not show up on the film I watched. Um, the Wisconsin game is terrifying. Like this guy tested generationally. Yeah, he had a senior bowl where he flashed some of his things. The fact that he's not a consensus first round pick, I think, tells you everything you need to know about how the league views this guy. You know how how the media's seeing him as well. Like he's not even you, you he know he's not like a, he just doesn't know how to play football. Like he doesn't know how to play yet against Wisconsin. Um, he is getting stuck on blocks. He's like not you know he's getting the initial strike on guys, but then the second and third steps aren't doing anything. Like it's it's like he doesn't. It it looks as though he doesn't know how. Like he doesn't know to get off the block. Like it's just, it's just weird. Yeah. It, it, the whole thing's just odd. In, um, in 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 theory, like he's supposed to be a guy that can give you some, like edge rush from a five technique, and then play four and four eye. In theory, but then th- that's that's if he develops. But then like you've got Baltimore working him out as a oversized outside linebacker, which they yeah. always like those guys. But the, clearly, the theory there is they're saying they're punting on the. <coughs> Excuse me. They're punting on the idea of him being like a routine interior block engager, a guy that deconstructs blocking schemes. They're just saying you're going to be an edge setter and a power rusher on the outside in the and, same, and, same vein as Darius Smith was. Right, McPhee, Matt Judon. Because what does that let you do? Get off the football, play outside in, go run through someone, and that's, play hard and that's, fast. That's channeling the traits, right? You and can't just saying, do that as a defensive there. tackle. Like, there's more going on. You're closer. You can't build up speed. Um, and, there's more to think about. And him at 280, Baltimore probably has him drop weight a little bit, right? Probably get to 270. He's totally Pandora's box right now. He'd be a fun draft pick in the third round. But I'm not taking him in the first or second. I'm not. No, he's a, to no. me, he's a flyer. Again, like I think he plays with high effort. It's just he just doesn't know how to play. So, but, the, yeah, but that, like, that's indicative of like he wants to be good. He well, just and like the, from from all all accounts as well, like okay, he wants to be good. But like <laughs> Northwestern is generally regarded as a very well coached defense. Like they, they've looked kind of not last year, but the year before, they were like overperforming their talent level. Like you know, they seem to have a good setup from what we know from the outside. So if he hasn't got it there and then like, is he ever going to get, you know, you have questions about the coachability. Like he's a I mean, four year senior. He uh, is uh, 22 years old. Griff. What? What just happened? Oh, I might be reading the American date wrong. Oh, that would right. be upsetting. What? I've, I think he's an Aries. Oh, does that Jesus. change anything for you? <laughs> no. Uh, Northwestern has four combined wins in the last 24 months. Yeah. I mean, they were good Like when I said they were good. Like, yeah. They but... were good three years ago. Oh, it's three um, years ago. Yeah. There you go. He, right now, he's in no man's land position-wise. He doesn't have any tape to hang his hat on. Like, not even, like, he's an idea. He's a very exciting idea. An idea I would welcome the third round, no earlier. Ideally, fourth round. Yeah, you know, um, like he's not... and, and he had some gr- he had some sacks where he's just quicker and bigger and and like like in Nebraska like I don't know what they were doing the quarterback drifting back in the pocket like really poor offensive line. 
But like he went off in that game. It's just like watch Wisconsin, which is an NFL, you know, NFL offensive line uh, production line. But like th- th- it's that's worrying stuff. Um, yeah, I, I I mean third round maybe. I'm not sure Seattle can afford that type of luxury. Um, like they need players. They 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 really need players in in that position. So if you're in the chat. Given that Griffin has left me, feel free to leave your comments. This has been an absolute bumper tweener thing. Tells you how much Griffin likes these tweener players. Uh, So I see a comment from Nate D saying about uh, Derek Hall. He is not what we'd consider a tweener. He is more of like an outside linebacker type. We covered him on the outside linebacker show briefly. We talked about Derek Hall. He's kind of like a, a... as kind of hard-charging, uh, physical guy gets after it. Uh, there's some speed off the edge, but he's so linear, and he kind of looks stiff. Uh, I, I, since that point, and I don't know like how much of a fit he is from like a Seattle-type perspective, like, maybe they think about him in the, uh, the like fourth or fifth round. But like to me, it's telling that you know he didn't do the agility drills at the Combine. He did them at his pro day. Seven two three seconds three cone four two zero seconds short shuttle, um, but yeah, he he can't really he can't really threaten the edge. I didn't see much like he's he's very good at powering through guys, uh, but like it doesn't feel Seattle that like he rarely wins through the back arc of the pocket. Like he's very kind of linear. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure he's that good a fit for um for Seattle. Uh, we also have a question from. Uh, the axiomatician, which is, should we put the name out there? Are we good? To yeah, Jesse. That, that's Jesse. okay, there Jesse. Okay, Griff's, Griff's outed you, Jesse, is the axiomatician. There you go. Um, would you and Matty the offer gulag. an opinion? Gulag. Very good, very good, um, very good support to the podcast. And uh, yeah, top, top lads. Uh, would you and Matty offer an opinion on whether you collectively, and if you were the Seahawks, would exchange the Seahawks' first five picks for the top three defensive linemen in the draft of your choice. So, like, defense tackle, some kind of tech, and outside linebacker. Uh, that is like a very a interesting th- question. Like, as a fun thought experiment. Um, so, yeah, the I first think I five. So, who are the top three defensive linemen in the draft? Carter, Anderson, Wilson, probably. Yeah. I mean, there's pretty good consensus there. Um, that like, would, would, be you, nice. would you would you trade all five? Be, be, I mean, yeah, I would, because it's it's uh, one in the hand versus two in the bush type concept there. Like, just take the guys that you really really like and you have no concern over their availability. Just take them. Right, like there's no concerns with Jalen Carter. You're right. As a player for the thought experiment, ah, right? My, uh, my um, apologies. That was that was facetious. Uh, so that would mean Seattle giving up uh, pick five overall, pick 20 overall, uh, pick 37 overall, pick 52 overall, and then pick 83 overall, leaving them with a, a fourth round pick, 123, a fifth round pick, 151, a fifth round pick, 154. So, so you completely... And a seventh round pick, 237. So you basically punt on your your top offensive line like the, the centers are probably all right. started gone 
the receiver you, tight you, end. you get in the role i mean it's just like any draft you get in the role players although seattle has been pretty good in day three anyway when it comes to certain positions as well so but, but if you could airdrop in jalen carter and will anderson into this defense i mean both of them that's monstrous um are you sure you don't want to put uh Thule up instead of jalen <laughs> um no, Maddie, you play nice. Um, Sorry, yeah, you're right. That was mean. But what what gives me the most pause is skipping on the chance of uh, Michael Mayer, um, <laughs> who is probably I don't know my second or third favorite player in the entire draft. I I mean the the the, the guys that we're like I really like Tyree Wilson. Like, I really like yeah I, I i i like tyree so um, sure, why not so it's, it's like a pretty crazy thing to do and not very balanced but also like i'd, I'd do it in a i mean i so irresponsible but like the d-line's bad right now think about the bodies needs. man we need some bodies yeah okay griff to wrap up mike morris so he did not. I don't think he tested well. He was what listed. What school is he from? Michigan. He he was listed at two ninety, um, but I think he came into the combine at like just under two seventy. Two seventy five. Okay, that's a good way for him because he looked oh. way bigger. He looked big on tape. So he's a guy that has a dimension of athleticism that you cannot measure at a combine. Well, maybe with the drills, but it's it's subjective. It's unquantifiable. You just have to see it. He could coordination, coordination and play strength is real. Um, Seeing is believing. He actually can move really well on the outside. He's like a guy that's 250 that put on 30 pounds and is just slower, but the, the strength scaled up accordingly. Um, the thing though is that he's not an inside player. So he is, for Seattle's purposes, a tweener because you're not going to drop him. But I think he can actually rush the passer. I think it's really impressive, like 275 moving like that. Not a lot of guys do. It's possible he was even heavier than that at Michigan, and he just cut weight for the combine. Um, so he's probably out of Seattle's range. If he's there in the fourth or fifth round, that would be really fun. I'd be sure, like, you know, why not? You know, um, kind of the same deal as Zach Harrison. Zach Harrison knows how to rush the passer. He's just not very traitsy. I mean, he's long, but he's not, like, explosive. Kind of like Tyreek Smith, you know, really skilled last year when they drafted him, although he's more of an outside linebacker body type. He's just not explosive. He's agile, but so you're getting into like skilled guys with some interesting traits, but not enough to propel them into day two, probably. Um, and again, fit wise, tweener. Now, day three, you don't care if they only play 400, 500 snaps, right? So yeah, he absolutely beefs you up for the two, four, five stuff. And then on pass downs, maybe he's a guy that can flex inside. Um, but yeah, check out Mike Morris. He's um, he's intriguing. He was a guy that was spoken of really highly, and then people kind of forgot about him. Like like not like draft Twitter, so to speak, or coverage, but just the college football world did. And then he kind of just subsided. And I thought, well, maybe that's because he's really not that good. One of those guys who's a good college player, well, but not really a good prospect. And then he, I watched um, him like he's actually much better than I than I thought he was. Yeah, he also missed the final two games of um last season uh with a high right ankle sprain. So like that kind of, you know, it it lessens the momentum 
Uh, but he still had seven and a half sacks in 2022, like 11 tackles for loss. So over, yeah. over 12 games. So that's interesting. Um, just, yeah. I mean, at least he had 33 and a half inch long arms, but like a 4.95 seconds, 40, and a 1.64 10 yard split, a 28 and a half inch vert, and a nine foot two broad is not the best, as you've said. So, no. I mean, at least that 10 yard split is 1.64 seconds. So he's just, he's not truly terrible. just, he's a guy that is not very twitchy who is just coordinated. Like, again, put a basketball in his hand, he knows how to move around. There you um, go. He was in the, his father was an offensive guard at Florida State, which is exactly why uh, Dane Brugler's draft guide is interesting because you get little interesting uh, nuggets like that. It's like uh, imagine an NBA player who turns forty five years old. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the, the the quickness is gone, the the explosiveness is gone, but the coordination wow. doesn't go away. No, no, no. The point is the coordination doesn't <laughs> go away. You see him handle the ball, like all the movement coordination fluidity is there it's just moving slower right and but they could play in the g league or the xfl but like that's a dimension of on the football field where that still matters like think jonathan allen his combine was horrible but on tape he looks athletic it's yep. like how is that possible it's because he's strong and coordinated and that matters like the subtle he was unbelievable tape wise that was i remember that combine that everyone P people took solly thomas over him or or had Solly Thomas over him because they were saying Allen doesn't hit thresholds for athleticism. Yep. And Solomon Thomas is the most explosive thing we've seen since Aaron Donald. And look what happened. Jonathan Allen is one of the best defensive tackles in the league, and Solomon Thomas can barely stay on a team right now. Not for lack of effort. Thomas is a very high-effort player, right? But um, it's just Thomas isn't coordinated. And Jonathan Allen is, was. And is so i don't know there's some things there with morris but he's an edge he's just a big edge he's not an interior guy so he's not really versatile he's just a bigger bigger edge so again kind of an odd fit him and zach harrison yeah yeah and 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 alan had that thing of he was like a tweenery like i'm in in terms of his 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 uh weight right but like he then had that just strength to be able to hold up. Um, like a three four end. Anyway. So that's it. We're done. We've done tweeners. If we've missed out names, let us know. If we've missed out names also, that might be because we're gonna cover them in the interior defensive line episode which will land at some point. Uh, that will be defense tackles. So like your Carl, your Carl Brooks and your other names here, they will be covered in that. Um, yeah, that's, that's done. Drift, have you got anything to add? Um... We touched on Harrison. Not really. No. There you go. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Who's the closest to Michael Bennett of all these tweeners asked to reflect the sun? Great question. Michael Usage Bennett, wise? often a unicorn, uh, referred to as a unicorn by Griff. 
Yeah, usage-wise, probably Keon White in terms of wh where you can play him and win. Actual style, like as a pass rusher, probably Thule. As a run defender, I don't know, man. Keon. Keon, yeah. He doesn't. Really, he's too heavy, though. I if mean, okay, the, the, the thing about Bennett, though, is that he was not 275. He was like 280, 285. That was said on multiple broadcasts. Like, he was not as listed weight. Well, they're um, just weighing him. Collinsworth is getting out the scales. Well, what they what they put on the website is way different than what's on going on inside the building. Yeah, like, like uh, he, probably, um, he slimmed down for the, uh, you know, you have to. He's probably slimmed down for testing. Didn't test yeah. that well anyway. And then probably you know was like, well, I'm being used like this. So I need to add some like it suited his game to add a bit more weight. I'm 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 pretty sure for the Patriots Super Bowl. They were like Michael Bennett, who Pete Carroll said is all of two hundred and eighty-five pounds. Like okay. he's he's way up. So he there. was so he was two eighty. He was. I'll I'll take two eighty. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a two eighty, and he was squatty too, so he was dense, right? He was even though he had long arms, but you know yeah. body types are different. But Keon as saying, doesn't play that low, but still, no. and he doesn't have that uh, quickness in short areas. Right, but that's the thing with Thule, though. Like, if he was coached right and went to the right school for that those purposes, he should have been more. He so actually played a real defense. He actually played some four eyes freshman year when he came in. He was way heavier and he seemed okay, but again, it was like not really. It wasn't really helpful data, you could say. Alex Grinch. Okay. So basically, reflect the sun. That's a good answer from us, from Griff. But yeah, Mike, getting close to Michael Bennett is tough. The Grinch who stole defense. And Seattle's tried to get close to Michael Bennett, and they're obsessed with it. And they like mention how Draymond Jones has aspects to his game like that, and I see right. that. But it's still not Michael Bennett. The, the, to that point, they're chasing a player that doesn't exist. Draymond Jones is the closest they can get, and he's he's a good player but he's not michael bennett that's fine the only guy that is even close to him is jonathan allen really in the league like stylistically wise not like overall ability but style wise usage wise and height weight so it's really it's john allen like that skill set is so hard to find that's that's super interesting griff do you do you, do you want to know what i wrote in uh, 2017 for inside the pylon you comped him to michael bennett no, because comps I, I disagree with vehemently. Like However, I said, this is not to say that Allen is doomed to fail in the NFL, talking about his combine. Michael Bennett is another player who disappointed the combine, and it saw him go undrafted. Like Allen, Bennett had an inside-out rusher to him. Allen must go. find a way to be successful in the league, be it lighter or heavier. He'll have to lean on his technique. And he did gain weight, didn't he? He did. So like so, he's he's more of a he's more like three hundred now, so it kind of undoes my point. But yeah, and that's and, and again, but that's like Bennett did. Like the, these guys slim yeah. down. Like maybe that's your hope for Thule that he adds weight again, right? Because he slimmed down for the testing and proved to everyone that he was just unathletic, like 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 testing wise. But you can't measure heart. Or short area quickness and reactiveness and uh, in synchronization, fluidity, body control yet, really. Okay, everyone like the video. We've got two hours. 
one minute, 24, five, six seconds. Subscribe chat, go ahead. Channel. Put your favorite Seattle Overload Aries in the chat. Yeah. Um, yep. And we'll address no. it in the next podcast. Yep. The options are. So if the date is written, Griff, 03, yeah. 04, whatever, and then the year, is that March or April? We do month first over here. Always. Yeah. You guys do you guys do day first, don't you? Oh no. I've been saying people are turning something in March and it's been in January. <laughs> Everyone's gonna come for me. The receipts. Oh, damn it. Ah well. Funny. It's five AM. Like relax. Okay. Thank you, everyone. How many Oh yeah, follow the Twitter at Seattle Overload. Five star reviews. We appreciate you. It's good to be back.